Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. On today's episode, Mark Gregston and Wayne Shepard talk about what to do when your teen doesn't want to do anything. Let's listen in. Mark, today you've chosen the topic... <laughs> Failure to launch. Yeah, this is an important one, isn't oh, it? Oh, it is. You know, there's so many kids out there that when they graduate high school, they would rather just sit around and do nothing. You know, I call it sometimes the prodigal that won't leave home. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's so many kids that just say, you know, I'm more comfortable at home. I'd rather have somebody wait on me hand and foot than go out and make a living. I don't want to work. I would rather just sit and play video games or kick back and relax or, you know, those kids that just want to sit around and party. And Well, there and, is this phenomenon. This is happening more yeah. and more, isn't it? Oh, we hear it over and over. And I, and I think that a lot of parents begin to realize, okay, what have I done wrong? Let me tell you, growing up, I would have never had the opportunity at 18 I mean, I felt guilty when I was in high school laying on the sofa when my dad was in the same room. He just thought everybody was lazy in the world. And so he made sure that we were all motivated. And he let me know early on at 18, it's either a job or school, but you're no longer in the house. At 18, you're on your own. These things are expected. When you get married, we will not give you any. It's almost that he created a world that I thought, okay, I'm going to have to operate on my own. Now, that's far different than being independent. Yes. You know, you want a child to be independent, and but you can help them, and they don't have to be alone. Somewhere along the line, kids have thought, you know what? I just enjoy staying at home. I don't want to leave. It's a pretty good deal. I it's a good here. deal. It's a pretty comfortable home. And, uh, and so parents are at a quandary as to, well, how do I solve this? Because you're not really doing a child any favors by allowing them not to mature, and not to assume responsibility for their life. So do you have an 18-year-old who'd rather just stay home and do nothing all day? We're going to talk about that here today with Mark. Yeah, let me ask you, what kid would not want to do that? Uh, what adult wouldn't want to oh, do I that? Oh, I know. I'd like to do that sometimes. You know, an 18-year-old who wants to go on vacation after high school is pretty normal. But an 18-year-old who wants to retire, that is abnormal. So at what point do we sort of get worried about this? I mean, give them some time after graduation, right? That's right. You know, somewhere along the line, you've got to start setting them up beforehand, maybe when they're 15 or 16 years old, and help them understand, hey, in three years when you're 18, this is the expectation. What's the plan? And if you haven't done that, to let them know what your plan is. And it may be saying to them, I want you to either graduate from high school and go on to the military, to college, to a trade school, to get a job, or, or to go on a, on a mission project somewhere. But the point is, you're not going to be sitting around home doing nothing. And I'm not talking about kids who come home for two months from, uh, from some place and they yeah. need a place to light. Or, or they're looking for work and can't find it, that's but they right. are looking. Yeah, I want to be very sensitive to that, that you're supposed to help out those people in need. But sometimes provision moves quickly to enabling. And you may be enabling your child just to sit and do nothing. 
And so mom, dad, if, if you have a child that's doing that, let me assure you, you are not helping your child out any at all. You are not helping them mature. You're not helping them develop responsibility for their own life. They are mooching off of you. And what you are doing is causing problems for their future marriage and also for their future kids. They've got to take care of themselves. They're capable of doing that. So so there's a lot of things that you can do to say, you know what? I'm going to quit um, allowing some of this to happen within my home. And you come up with a plan how to get them out of the home. Yeah. Mark, I thought of this issue when I read this email from a listener, and I'll read it now. This parent says, I'm at a loss at what to do. My daughter's grades keep falling. She says it's okay. She's defiant, disrespectful, lazy at home. I've given up on her helping with anything around the house. It's not worth it anymore. She's unclean and sloppy and says it's okay. She gets along with most people, but has surrounded herself with a few of her very close friends who are very, quote, needy kids. And I watch them suck the life out of each other when they are together. She is obsessed with a certain boy at the moment and has let everything in her life go by the wayside. That's right. You know, kids do what they do because they're allowed to do it. Now, I mean, it's not that hard of a, of a logic sequence. If you're allowed to do that, then you will do it at times. This girl, for some reason, is allowed to be lazy because there's no expectation. The mother doesn't like putting up with the fights, and so she says it's better just to ignore it. And I go, you can ignore it, but it means that that your force or your authority is not being used in a way that motivates your child, and you may need some outside help, or you start to require some things. You may start to limit how you support your child. You know, if, if you've got a child that's always on the TV uh, playing video games, then you might want to get rid of the TV. You know, if, if they are always on the Internet, turn off the Internet to your home. If they love watching movies all the time, get rid of the Blu-ray player or the DVD player or yeah, but whatever that, that it is. that hurts the whole family when you do it, that. It, it does, but you're setting a message and you're making it more uncomfortable for them to be at home. And you start, you've got to limit them in some way. Now, does it trickle down to other family members? It does. But if you have a plan and you say, we're going to do this for the next few months, and the reason we're, we're kind of ratcheting back all the privileges is because we're going to put into play a plan of getting you out so you can learn some other things. So we want you to find a job within two or three months. We want you to be working. If you're not working, you need to be doing these things. If you're not in school, you need to do this. Just because you go to class on Tuesday and Thursday in college doesn't mean you sit around on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason that kids don't want to work is they don't need to work. I mean, there's a part of it where what you say is that I'm not paying for insurance anymore. I'm not paying for gas. I'm not going to pay for you to exist. I'm going to create a need in your life. Food magically appears in the refrigerator every That's right. Week. That's right. Quit buying it. Quit. I mean, quit doing a lot of those things, but come up with that plan. And that plan is we want you to move out. I tell you what, I'll help you on your first month's rent. I'll pay half of your second month's rent. I'll pay a third of your third month's rent, a fourth of your fourth month's rent, a fifth. And you go down till it's almost nothing. And what that will be is that you have helped them and you've given them an increased need to work and, and maybe take on a second job, maybe take on a third job. I think back to college when I was in school, how many jobs I worked to maintain. 
Well, it was because dad said, I'm not giving you anything. And so I knew if I wanted to provide, I needed to do something. And so what you're doing is exactly the same thing. You're setting your child up so that they can launch. You know, and, and they're going to learn things from their first job mm-hmm. and their second job. And they're going to learn to quit smoking dope all the time if they have to be at work. They're going to learn to get out of bed because they're going to get fired from a job. And rather than having you teach everything to them, they will learn it from those people that they work with, work for, or go to school with. I don't hear you saying that, you know, every 18-year-old needs to get out of the house. No. That's not what no, you're saying. No, I mean, it's those kids that, that are showing a pattern that they're not wanting to get out of the house and would rather just sit around and do nothing. I mean, idle hands are the devil's workshop. It's not a good thing. And the number of parents that call us and say, I've got a 21-year-old son. He's hooked on video games and rarely leaves his room except to go get more movies or go get an additional game. Something's wrong. Well, and they say he's not working. And I go, well, then why are you allowing him to stay there? Well, we don't, we don't want him to turn into a mess. We think he'll make bad decisions. Mm-hmm. You know, at some point, you've got to quit protecting them and help them exercise perhaps some other muscles in their life so they can develop responsibility. If not, you're postponing the inevitable. I think there might be something else in play here too, and that is a mom or a dad or a mom and a dad who aren't ready to let them leave, and so they kind of keep them. Oh, yeah. Do you you think that's happening too? Yeah, I think that's true. I mean, there's something about a parent who is having their needs met by having a child at home. Right. Because once that child leaves perhaps life is going to change because it won't be as exciting. It won't have somebody to care for. Or maybe that child's a buffer between a mom and a dad who really don't get along all that well. Yeah, and maybe you know, Things are going to change conflict. when they leave. So. Yeah. And, and so it, it, it kind of takes the focus off of the real issues happening within the home. Mm-hmm. Let me assure you, you are not helping your child by letting them do nothing after they, you know, get out of high school. I mean, at some point, it's moving them on. I I tell people all the time, especially if you have a child that's ADD, go into the service. You know, go do a mission project somewhere. Um, Let them go to a beauty school or a welding school. Not everybody is college material. If they want to go to college, tell them that they get to choose which college they get to go to. Force them to pay for part of it. Somebody says, well, they don't have the money. Let them take out the loans for that. (laughs) Well, they can't afford that. Well... Maybe you can't either, but you're helping your child assume responsibility for their life. Mark, something else that happens, it's not just with 18-year-olds, it's post-college students who now come home and expect to live under mom and dad's roof. Well, And let me tell you, especially right now, it's hard to find a job. And and we understand that, sure. And so the tendency is when a parent says, well, my child can't find a job, what am I supposed to do? Well, I think it's, it's, it's a type of plan that says you're welcome to come here, but here's the expectation level, mm-hmm. you know, and you start setting some of those parameters so that it encourages your child to find a job. You know what? You can find a job. There's plenty of jobs out there. The child's just not finding what they want. But I, I have a degree. And... That's right. <laughs> you know, my son came to me, and I got to tell you this, that when he graduated from uh, a university, he came back and said, you know what? I don't think I'm going to take a job for less than 100000 Okay. And I sat there and looked at him and I said, bud, you better take a job for whatever you can, you know, so you can start. Because what are you going to do if you don't get a job for 100000 He goes, well, I can just... You know, I can just continue to live at the Mm. university with a bunch of friends. I got news for you. You know, and I'm going, (laughs) you know, not if you're going to pay back those loans. And he said, well, I thought you were going to pay back the loans. And I went, "Uh -uh." Uh uh-uh. And, you know, I mean, 
I told him that I always had the option to help him pay back loans, but I thought if I pay back those loans, he'll sit and he won't move on, and I'm not going to do that. So he's been paying off his loans, and uh, and he's had to work to get to that point. So you know of what you speak. Oh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. If you're a parent of a teen, you know that today's teenagers live in a different world than the one you were raised in. That means your style of parenting needs to be very different too. Too many parents parent their teens with principles that come across as authoritarian or judgmental, and such styles just aren't effective anymore. There is a better way, one that helps parents and their teens thrive together in today's culture. In the nine-week video course, Tough Guys and Drama Queens, Mark Gregston will give you a new vision of the sort of role they could play in the life of their teens and help them understand the world through the eyes of their children. This course comes with a facilitator's book, a copy of Mark's Tough Guys and Drama Queens book, and a participant's guide. There's even questions at the end of each lesson to help provoke discussion in case you want to go through the course with your friends, neighbors, or church group. You can order the Tough Guys and Drama Queens curriculum series by visiting ParentingTeenResources.com. Today the issue is titled Failure to Launch, and it's come back again and again today that we need to communicate a plan with our young people. So let's talk about that plan. You know, I mean, what we're saying is this is what you, I'm going to tell you what you need to do, then I'm going to tell you again what you need to do, then I'm going to tell you what I told you that you need to do, and hopefully somebody will pick it up. But the point of it is you've got to come up with a plan. And one of those parts of the plan would be, the number one thing is start setting limits on free time. If you're going to live at home, you can't just spend all your time at home. You have to be out doing something productive. Well, but I need my rest. No, son. No, sweetheart. You're not retiring. I just, you know, I understand. <laughs> but but you you can't just be sitting around doing nothing. You know, I mean, you may give them chores around the house. If you live here, this is what we require of you. You may come back and say, you know what? You don't have a curfew, but you do need to get out of bed in the morning. I mean, you set the parameters that you want. And and something temporary is good. Something long-term that a child feels like, well, I can just live here forever. That's not good. It's a that, pretty sweet deal I got. Oh, it is. Here. It may make you feel good, but that's not good. And so somewhere you say, it's time to launch. Now, of course, I'm talking about those kids that would rather just sit back, do nothing, and engage with no one else. All right. That's the first step in the plan. Set limits on the free time. What's, that's right. What's step number two? The second part is decrease their support in some way. If you're paying for their insurance, back up. If you're paying for health insurance, back up. That's an issue. If you're giving them gas money, back up. Whatever you're paying for, create the need by not fulfilling that need so they have to assume responsibility to fulfill that yeah, need. Yeah, but if they don't have a job, I mean, how are they going to pay for their insurance and well, their gas? Yeah, yeah. And... Which comes first, the chicken or the egg? You know, and I think it's, there is a part where I want to be very gracious, but when they become dependent on me to to always provide and they're no longer asking or they're just demanding or they have that sense of entitlement, then I want to stop that. I want them to know I owe you nothing, but I want to give you everything. But I'm not going to give you everything that keeps you from assuming responsibility for your life. Set limits on free time, decrease the support, and have a plan for how that's going to be handled and communicate that plan. That's right. 
with, with your young person. And then number three, provide a plan for college or work. Not every 18-year-old needs to right, go to college. Right. Yeah, it's a transition plan. I mean, what you do is you say, you know what? I know it's tough for you to go. Maybe you don't want to go for a semester. I mean, you're going to go for the second semester, but let's do this. So you need to work the first semester, and we're going to gradually decrease our involvement with you at home, and we will increase our involvement in an apartment or get you off to school to encourage them to go so that they know that they're just not going to get stuck. I mean, to look at a child that is wanting to stay at home and really feeling like they're going to be able to make it out on their own probably isn't going to happen because there's some reason why they're staying at home. But to provide a plan so that they know that they can be supported and transition into assuming responsibility is sometimes easier on the child. Now, here's the thing. You don't want to kick some kid out of your home and then have him become homeless and then have him go through a sense of depression. And then he does something stupid and destroys his life. I mean, there's a part of it where you've got to play it smart. You cannot just say, I'm kicking you out, get out. Yeah, I mean, you can pull your own self up by your bootstraps and you're resilient enough to make it happen. Sometimes there's a reason why a child desires to stay at home. And if they haven't been prepared, then you need to prepare them. If you've done a a not so good job in parenting a child to help them assume responsibility, then you need to put into play a plan for them to to begin to develop responsibility. I mean, you just can't kick them out there if you've done a bad job. Common sense prevails here. Absolutely. And I like Absolutely. what you said earlier in the program today that you, you need to start this before they're 18. You do. You've got to start back when they're maybe 15. That, to, that's a, right. At least start thinking about how you're going to respond as a parent. Absolutely. And then breaking in the plan gradually to them, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I mean, absolutely. I mean, you want to hold on to them until they mature. I mean, because that's you don't, the goal. Their you, independence is your goal. That's right. Independence. You know, a, assumption of responsibility moves them to maturity. A decrease in dependence moves them to independence. And so what you're wanting to do is say, you know what? I want you to mature. So give them the responsibility so they can mature and then decrease some of some of your support so it moves them to independence. And so what you end up having is a mature, independent young person that is moving out on their own at some point. It's healthiness. Now, if they are not healthy and aren't able to do that, then make sure you get them healthy first before you say, okay, it's time to fly. It's time to make this nest uncomfortable, and it's time to give you a little push so you'll jump out of here and fly on your own. If not, we're damaging that young person. I know this is a generality, but is that easier for dads than for moms? Oh, dads would kick them out at 13, I think, sometimes. <laughs> I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> it is. I mean, it's very hard for dads to kick out daughters. It's very hard for moms to yep. kick out sons. Yep. You know, and so you need to work together on those two things. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful to your family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us tomorrow for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.